We continue our journey in Luke's gospel today with the story of Zacchaeus. It's kind of ironic, I literally just moved the step out of my way as I'm about to talk about a short man, a short in stature, a rich tax collector, not exactly beloved, who has a stark encounter with Jesus in Jericho. And there's kind of this one song where we all learn about Zacchaeus, right? We know it. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree, for the Lord he wanted to see. Now this is catchy, and it's sweet, and it's cute, and children's choirs around the world sound adorable when they sing it but it really does not speak to the profoundness that is within this message. It really undersells the story at hand here. There's so much more happening than just a tax collector climbing a tree. This story is a look into Jesus's way of reversing the ordinary. Now, the last half of the previous chapter of Luke helps shape our understanding of this text. Leading up to Jesus's interaction with Zacchaeus, Jesus has a series of outsider encounters. This includes some healing stories and other lessons, such as Jesus being with the lepers, a widow, the rich young ruler, children, and a blind beggar, to name a few. This is a long buildup of social outcast and richness, and Zacchaeus is no different. We meet him, this chief tax collector, who in contrast to those who directly approach Jesus, appears to seek a bit more of a comfortable distance. His unusual actions of running and climbing a tree suggest a deeper desire, a desire for something more. This is yet another indicator that Jesus meets even the most hesitant approach with the same compassion and mercy and reverses the ordinary. So that's what we're going to focus on today, Jesus's ability to reverse the ordinary and see all people as a child of God. So let us listen now with open hearts and open ears and open minds to what God is saying to the church now. Hear these words from Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through town. A man there named Zacchaeus, a ruler among tax collectors, was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he couldn't because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus who was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to that spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, 
Come down at once. I must stay in your home today. So Zacchaeus came down at once, happy to welcome Jesus. Everyone who saw this grumbled, saying, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped, and he said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone, I repay them four times as much. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this household because he too is a son of Abraham. The human one came to seek and save the lost. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord shall stand forever. Amen. <clears throat> so I'm wondering if any of you have memories of climbing trees. Like, were you allowed to climb a tree as a child? Were you even able? Did you live in a neighborhood that had trees to climb? I know I didn't. What was it about that tree that called to you? Perhaps it was the challenge or the risk of the climb. Maybe it was the appearance or the overall look of the tree. Whatever your reasoning may have been, I imagine that many of us have a memory, a distinct moment in our lives that involves a tree. Our lesson today is shaped by a sycamore tree. We meet this unknown character, Zacchaeus, a wealthy, well-known, but not well-respected tax collector running through the crowd. I mean, it's hard enough to push and shove your way through a crowd, but there's Zacchaeus in his three-piece suit or whatever it was they wore back then, running through the crowds. And he climbs up a tree and literally goes out on a limb to see Jesus. Zacchaeus is identified as a short and wealthy man. We know that it's reiterated throughout the lesson. And the crowd calls him a sinner. This could be because, you know, the profession of collecting taxes was rather unpopular. I know that the IRS is not my favorite person to talk to personally. And at this time, taxes were supporting the Roman Empire, working against those in Jericho. But Zacchaeus had to make a living, right? I think that this is the point in the story that we often get hung up on. We hyper-focus on this ethical dilemma and instantly label Zacchaeus as a sinner. We mirror the crowd's name-calling. I'm curious if we could choose to see Zacchaeus as someone who is honest, perhaps real. I wonder if we could see Zacchaeus in this story for his humanness. I wonder if 
we could go out on a limb for Zacchaeus. See, mercy is completely absent for Zacchaeus at the start of this text. That's until Jesus sees him in this sycamore tree. Jesus sees a man at a distance, removed from the crowds, despised by others, and he extends welcome. Zacchaeus goes out on a limb to get a glimpse of Jesus, but what really happens is Jesus gets a glimpse of Zacchaeus. Maybe it was the sycamore tree that did that. Maybe even before Jesus wandered by, Zacchaeus looked at where he was and wondered, how did it all come to this? Maybe he felt lost. Maybe he was hiding in that tree. Or maybe he was running from something. Maybe it was that sycamore tree that did it for Zacchaeus. Perhaps at some point he looked around him that day and thought to himself, I am lost. At this point, we already know that Jesus has a gift for seeing and affirming what others do not. He gravitates towards the lost. So we should know better than to be shocked or surprised by Jesus's response, because this is a standard operational procedure for Jesus. Like we learned in the previous chapter, he so often picks out the least favorite, the least popular, the least secure person and calls them into a special relationship. This story is no different. Jesus sees this man and he tells him, Zacchaeus, come on down. Tonight, I am going to eat at your house. Of all the people he could have picked out, Jesus picks a very unlikely character. And yet there's grumbling, disapproval, could it be that Zacchaeus wasn't considered one of the least of these because of his wealth and job security? So there are two words here in the original Greek that leap out to me at this text. The first is when Jesus says that he must stay at the house of Zacchaeus that day. The verb here is just a tiny Greek word used often throughout the New Testament when a writer wants to convey necessity. The author is trying to convey the utter necessity of God's way of doing salvation. Jesus is wanting to stay at that particular house was in the end going to be a matter of salvation itself. And the other word that stands out is the word for to stay that we heard in verse 5. This Greek word meno we've talked about before. This verb is often utilized throughout the New Testament to kind of articulate a deep sense of relationship, a continuous belonging to one another. It can translate as a variety of words, but most normally either to stay, to remain, to abide by, to continue being with someone. 
perhaps it was the sycamore tree that made a difference. Because before Jesus notices this man in a tree, he was just passing through on the way to Jericho as our lesson opens. But then he meets this person and he tells him he's going to stay with him. He's not going anywhere. Once again, Jesus approaches someone seen as undesirable and insists on being with him. This right here, this is a public statement of welcome and worthiness. Jesus is modeling God's hospitality to sinners by letting the sinner show him hospitality. In a couple of weeks here at Second Presbyterian Church, we're going to celebrate the first anniversary of the opening of our shower ministry. It opened a year ago, almost exactly, on November 8th, 2021. We opened our doors on Main Street and said, come in, here's a towel and some clean underwear and some toiletries, come and take a shower. And that day, I think we had about four or five guests come, and that was really our typical average throughout the week, throughout weeks to come. And quite honestly, I think we were a bit naive. We weren't totally sure what we were getting into with this new ministry. But we went out on a limb. We knew that there was a need, and we had to press onward. All of the sudden, like clockwork, the word started to get out and people started to pour in. We used to open it for about an hour, hour and a half, and now we try to pack everyone in three hours. As of last week, our new average is around 24 people. It's amazing. And this growth, this type of growth in this new area of ministry for us, it's really exciting. But what we've learned is that hospitality matters. It's a direct reflection of our faith in Jesus Christ. The shower may be why the people are walking in the door, but why are they, why they are staying, why they keep coming back is the hospitality. It's the cups of coffee calling one another by name, the smiles the generosity, the support, the listening ears from volunteers. I'm looking at Mary Sue Donahue and she brings Montana gold pumpkin bread every week and I think that helps people too. The sharing, the fellowship, that is Christ's hospitality, reversing the ordinary and modeling radical hospitality for all. I think it was the simple addition of the sycamore tree. Time after time, this text has been interpreted as Zacchaeus seeking Jesus, when really Jesus sought Zacchaeus out. Jesus saw this person and made it his mission to extend welcome. 
And that's what brings all of us here today. Jesus sought each and every one of us out. Jesus found it utterly necessary to love us, to bring us together as one body. I've never felt the need to publicly apologize to a biblical character until my most recent encounter with this text. I think that I've always diagnosed Zacchaeus with a case of short man syndrome. You can Google it later. But what Zacchaeus was really struggling with was a case of humanness. He is an early example of what a human encounter with the living God can look like. This text is simply a reminder that Jesus does not need a direct petition to notice someone in the need of fellowship. Today, we are reminded that Jesus meets even the most hesitant approach with the same compassion and mercy. And we are called to take note. Jesus is calling us to reverse the ordinary in our daily life. He is calling us to be a faithful body that welcomes and sees all people as children of God. He is urging us to notice the most unlikely persons in need of fellowship and offer them Christ's hospitality. And when we do that, perhaps we could start seeing a new song about Zacchaeus and other lost souls we come across. Perhaps we could sing the song that Jesus sang instead. Do not be afraid, I am with you. I have called you each by name. Come and follow me, I will bring you home. I love you, and you are mine. Let us pray. God, you call us to reverse the ordinary in our everyday lives. You call us to be like Jesus. And we pray that these words, these words of love will echo in our hearts today, tomorrow, and all days to come. Whenever we are doubting or unsure, meet us with compassion and mercy so that we may pass that same compassion and mercy to each neighbor and friend. Amen.